Thanksgiving programming on Thanksgiving and Friday we will have best of stuff so we will not uh, be doing the Friday road show Friday just to give you a bit of a heads up it's our uh, pretty much it's the way we do it every Thanksgiving and then the Friday after Thanksgiving for a four-day weekend so you are not caught off guard that is what we have going on okay everybody okay with that um we are going to talk about the releasing of the January 6th footage during the program today and the clear reason that Democrats in particular did not want this footage out. It, it There is footage, and I know many of you are aware of this, that clearly requires, clearly requires some sort of inquiry one of the first videos of course that have been uh, that's been released out there it is uh, camera footage within the capitol and you see two law enforcement officers they are hauling away a trump supporter in handcuffs and they walk down the the camera shows them coming into a hallway where no one else is there so it's it's in an area that is away from all eyes and then they unha- they they take the handcuffs off the guy, fist bump him, and he walks away like they all know each other. Now, what we are going to hear and what I'm sure much of the chatter has already been is, well, that's just taken out of context. Yeah, which is why we need to know the context. I've noticed an interesting response that we get from those, again, particularly on the left. Well, I mean, the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kinzinger's, you know, they've run as Republicans and they got elected as Republicans for whatever, you know, because this is, well, Cheney, it's obvious why. Uh, but but they're clearly left-wingers, authoritarians, along with Pelosi and, and the other Democrats in the House. And their pushback is all, well, it's taken out of context, taken out of context. This is why you, this is what the January 6th committee should have been investigating. This is video they all had access to. There are, there's also um, uh, body cam footage outside the Capitol. Just give you some highlights of what some of of that footage is, is being circulated. And it, it shows law enforcement, uh, many instances in which the crowd is just standing there. there there's no pushing. Of it. They're, they're just standing there. And you, you've got members of law enforcement throwing these smoke grenades and just randomly into the crowd that's not doing anything. Now, this 
I think to the average person, you see that and you think they're trying to get a riot started. I don't know why else you would throw something like that into a crowd of people that are just standing around, not, I mean, they'll maybe yelling and cursing and so forth, but no. Uh, no violence at that that moment. Again, some will say, well, it's taken out of context. This is why we need to know the context. See, this is why you don't release just selective video as the January 6th committee did. You don't release edited video um, because that is just propaganda. Anytime anyone wants information hidden, you should not trust their perspective on things. Anytime anyone is wanting to make sure that you do not have the full picture, you cannot then trust them to give you the full picture because they are presenting a case in which they say, well, you just have to trust us. There aren't the other tactic that the left is using is that this is dangerous to release this because this is this simply gives a blueprint to future insurrectionists okay really there are some new polls out all of them once again showing that donald trump is faring well and that biden is faring he's just hemorrhaging all over the place nbc uh we've got some audio of their discussion on some of these polls and one that they had done in particular, and it's national in nature. But they do note that it is the 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 position that Biden is in is the worst position he has been in or an incumbent has been in since this particular poll has even been in existence. So it is more bad news for the Democrats, more bad news for the media. All that coming up. The American Transmissions talk at text line is 447 KSGF. And now the latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Springfield City Council will meet tonight and on the agenda are a couple of issues for construction and expansion. Funding for the Jefferson Avenue footbridge will be discussed and City Council could formalize an agreement to access funding from the state for the bridge, which has been closed since 2016. Also, City Council will consider a grant to help fund the expansion of Eastgate Avenue from Division to the Compte Road. That grant would provide funding in the amount of almost three and a half million dollars. Nixa police are asking for the community's help in finding a missing woman. Genesis Relia was last seen around 4 a.m. Saturday on West Care Avenue in Nixa. Police say she needs medication she does not have with her. And in sports tonight, the Chiefs take on the Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch. That game at 7:15 on ESPN. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Showers, storms high today of 51. Rain tonight, 40. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high of only 47. NBC News having a discussion about some of the latest poll numbers and likability factors, so forth, between Biden and Trump. And you you can hear (laughs) it, 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 it as they talk about this stuff to some degree, it is as if they are presenting these numbers to the Biden folks themselves, because you can hear in, in their minds, this is just bad news for America. <laughs> I, oh, oh, 
Boy, this, yes, this definitely is not not good at all. Here it is. Wow. Donald Trump, we have at 46%. Biden, 44 And this is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden still within the margin of error, but still significant. Yeah, in 2019, 2020, when Trump was president, he trailed all of them. This year, he's trailed all of them in our poll. First time in more than a dozen polls, we've seen a result like this. Some of the other ingredients that go into that, Biden has long had an advantage over Trump on likability. Look at the start of this year, 39% said they had a positive view of Biden, barely 30 of Trump. We've seen consistently a gap like this. Now, the gap is gone. 36 positive on both, and actually Biden, one point more negative than Trump. That's been a significant advantage for Biden. Our poll says that advantage, at least for now, may be gone. And- All right. So, uh, uh, you know, national poll, Biden is doing poorly. The likability factor is something that they're really concerned about because that is the 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 real big selling point for them against Trump, other than he's a threat to democracy. You know, they keep throwing that out there. Uh, but these, again, are the people who are trying to put him in prison so that people do not have the ability to vote for him, or at least that's their goal. And they have negated their their lead arguments against Trump, one, likability, because Biden is not likable. He's gotten to the point where this grandfatherly, golly gee shucks uh, sort of guy that he has been able to pull off all this time, people have seen over the last several years that that's not who this guy is. So the likability factor is something that is no longer working in his favor. So he really doesn't have anything over Trump at this point. Now, again, I suspect that we're going to just have a lot of shifting to end of democracy as we know it. Um, but the counter, of course, to that is which of these two political parties is throwing supporters in prison? of the opposition, which of these two political parties is or has been um, involved in censoring people's free speech on the Internet, which of these two parties uh, has worked with deep state individuals, whether it's FBI or CIA, in order to mislead the public, carrying on disinformation campaigns against Trump in order to try to alter the outcome of the election, which of these two political parties is attempting to put the attorneys for the one of you know their political opposition and i mean you just go down the list and at some point the argument that trump's a dictator and he's going to be the end of democracy as we know it which of the two parties is trying to have trump thrown off the ballot so that voters don't even have him as a choice which by the way every one of these are failing uh colorado the most recent a judge saying you cannot kick him off the ballot deny the voters the ability to vote for the guy if he goes through the process and gets the nomination by republicans no longer having the likability factor in their favor and through their actions demonstrating that they are the true authoritarians with dictator-type personalities, there is not a lot left for them to grab onto. There is a recognition that they can't convince the American people, they can't convince you that you are better off than you've ever been financially. You know, I thought it was interesting. There was, um, I forget which outfit had, I don't think it was government related, but had put out the annual, here is how much Thanksgiving costs this year. You know, they do this average cost and oh, per person. And then, it, you know, and so then if you have a, a 
family of eight or 12, you can do the math on your own. And I believe that from last year, it was down like four or five bucks or something like that. So it went down a bit. Now, it is still much higher than it was when Biden took office. I found it interesting that they have not been showboating this statistic. And I wonder if they aren't going to, because they've recognized that trying to trot out these statistics just make them seem as if they're trying to shove down our throats another disinformation campaign about the economy, emphasizing the fact essentially that they have no plans on doing anything different. And as far as they're concerned, everything's wonderful. There was the pushing of that year for Independence Day at all. Oh, hot dogs cost four cents less or whatever it was that they pushed out there. And they got mocked widely for it. And at that point, still, there were some Americans clinging to the hope that the Biden administration, you know, whether they turned it around or that, that the economic pain would be somewhat temporary. And they have attempted on a number of occasions of cherry picking data in order to try and and change the narrative to the economy is good. And I saw that come out last week about the price of the average Thanksgiving meal going down uh, a, a bit from last year. Yet the White House so far, I haven't seen them out there making a big deal of it. And I think it's an interesting thus far anyhow. Of course, you know, they... Maybe they did and I missed it, or they still will at some point. But if they don't, that suggests they're starting to understand that they've lost that battle. It isn't just Biden. The problem with Biden, according to their latest one of the many polls, Quinnipiac, they disapprove of his response to the Hamas attack. 54% disapproved to 37% approval. And we'll get to that one here in a moment and the reason for that. But the economy, 59% disapproved, 37% of foreign policy. Same thing, border crisis, 65-26. His response to the Russian-Ukraine war, 49 to 47%. So every single issue, he's upside down on. All of them. And the one that really should be the easy one is a terrorist attack against Israel. That should be a no-brainer. In America, he ought to have a nine, any president should have a 90% approval in handling of support for the victim in a terrorist attack, particularly our one true ally in the Middle East. Now, the problem that they over time have crafted, though, is their party is filled with an extreme element that are radicals. And so they recognize that they have to walk a real fine line here, by the way, another poll showing that he's behind in Michigan which is significant because there is a very high Islamic population there. And we have seen an uncomfortably large margin of people in the Islamic community in America that are supportive of Hamas. And when it comes to issues such as terrorism, again, the fact that this is a difficult position for Democrats to figure out where they stand. Republicans have no problem whatsoever on this. They're against it. Democrats, however, are really grappling with this. And th this, is, this is a problem that they've created. And when you have good versus evil, 
and you try to play both sides to a degree in order to not lose any support, when you try to make, quote, everybody happy, you tend to make everyone unhappy. It's not like a tax cut or a tax increase or, you know, where, you know, you're giving a little bit here, giving a little bit there so that everybody gets something. When you have one side that wants the other one completely destroyed, there's not a lot of middle ground to be had. And so when you try to play that position, instead of making everyone happy, you make everyone upset. And this would be why a majority of voters disapprove of the way that Biden's handling it. There is, we're going to take a break and I want to share with you, uh, an actor that some of you may know his name. You probably, if you saw him, you would know him. His name is Michael Rappaport, and he's a very foul-mouthed, very vocal, very left Democrat. I mean, this is one of the guys that has put out social media posts just, I, I mean, some of the most vile things about Trump and Trump supporters. He's come out recently saying as much, and he uses all sorts of vulgar language, essentially as horrible and awful as Trump is. If the election were held today, he would vote for him over Biden. And he explains why. This is very important. And I don't know that there is not a message in here of a marketing message for the Trump people. That coming up, the American Transmissions Talk at Text Line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. Everyone, you know, I just watched Bolt Fiction again. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, I watched it last weekend. I think it was on. Uh, my wife was working. I, I was the only one, and I, I thought, you know, I haven't seen this in forever. I, I think I'll watch it again. I actually, I ended up halfway through. I had something else going on. I had to uh, stop watching it. I mean, of course, I've seen it on numerous occasions, but. Um, yeah, just thought I'd share that I watched it. Nice. That again. Well, it's been a long time since <laughs> it I watched has, yeah, it. Yeah, last yeah. time I watched it, I'm sure it was on VHS. Wow, that is a long time. Yeah, I know. My it was goodness. A long time ago. Long time. Well, hey, if you don't follow Quick Draw Gun on social media, I recommend that you do so. They do a great job posting whenever they get new inventory, whenever they do restocks, and whenever they have sales. And one of the last sales that they posted was their upcoming Black Friday sale. Now, on Friday, they're going to be open uh, nine to five with store wide sales. Or if you're a person who just doesn't like dealing with the hassle of actually shopping, in store on Black Friday. Quick Draw is also hosting a pre-Black Friday sale and it's going on right now on their website. You can check out all of those deals at quickdrawgun.com under the 2023 Black Friday tab on the left-hand side of their website. And what's great about that pre-Black Friday sale is that you can pay online and pick up before or after Black Friday so you don't have to, you know, deal with all of the madness of actual Black Friday shoppers. Now, if you want more information on Quick Draw Gun, uh, just visit ksgf.com and click on the Sarah's Endorsements tab. When is the end of the show us your best shot? When is that? Is that this week? I believe Th these so. These usually last two weeks. I, I believe so. I can so. never find where well, the end I dates are for these promotions that we do. Firearm Portions ends, I think, Tuesday, I believe. You, uh, have you seen some of the pictures people have uploaded? Yeah. There's a lot of them with lot kids, and I like that. Yeah. Oh, and people can put their own captions, which is neat. I didn't nice. realize that. Well, I'll go in there and check and see when it ends. Um, anyway, you, you can still upload your photos. This is something that's sponsored by Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio. 
you can see some of the picks that are already up there. There's actually a couple of pages. There's one on page two, um, which you can scroll through and see. Just uh, so if you want to look through, know that there's beyond the first page there. And you upload those, and um, that upload is an entry to win the big prize. You can see the full listing of everything that's in there that was handpicked by Brad Pistoli. He's a hunter himself. Uh, so he, <clears throat> I think, thought, well, what would I want? about a $500 value of, of different stuff. And <clears throat> it isn't based off the best pick or the best kill or anything. It's just a, an entry. So your upload is an entry. And then one of them will be randomly drawn uh, to win. So you can do that at ksgf.com. Okay. And it ends yeah. Friday. Okay, it does end Friday. All right. Uh, Michael Rappaport says, voting for pig blank, Donald Trump is on the table for him. Now, this is very significant. And I don't know that there isn't a marketing message in here for the Trump people, because it's something that I have long argued, to, you know, in the context of people that vote against Trump because they hate him. So let's share that coming up. Streaming live, ksgf.com. Of course, we do have the live video stream, Facebook, 1041 Nick Reed. And that is sponsored by Springfield Raps, who designed the KSGF studio. I want a great homeloan.com, all of your home loan needs. The Carrickers, Alex Carricker, Anthony Carricker, and their team there to help guide you through the process. One of the analogies they've often used in the past is uh, that whole process can be uh, similar to you, a mouse, in a maze. And they have that top view. They know how to navigate things. And so that's one of the many benefits of utilizing uh, them. You can read their reviews. Uh, generally, I find it is the ease of access of getting a hold of them that most people find beneficial, particularly if you've ever been through the process yourself and you've gone through some you know, big corporation and you don't really know the person, the individual that's handling your account, you may get rotated through different people. You can't get a hold of them on weekends, certainly not after 5 or 5.30 Eastern time during the week. And that's not the case uh, with characters. Seven days a week until 9 o'clock at night, um, they are available. And of course, if you're working with someone else or doing some family thing, they'll they'll get back to you as soon as they can. But you aren't going to think, well, we got to wait until Monday after 9 a.m. in order to talk with uh, Anthony about our home loan issues. I want a great home loan.com because you do. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Showers and storms today. High of 51. Rain 40 tonight. Mostly cloudy. Only 47 tomorrow. Actor Michael Rappaport says that, quote, voting for pig blank. He's, he, he calls Donald Trump pig in a male appendage. Voting for pig blank. Donald Trump is on the table, urging his followers to go to Breitbart.com. Now. He is very left wing. He's very he's one of these guys that has no problem ripping on Trump voters and Trump supporters and, and grouping them all together. I mean, he he is your typical angry left wing individual. And so as you can imagine, this is quite a turnabout. In his latest YouTube video. He comes right out and says, blank stain, again, male appendage stain, Donald Trump, who I had conversations with, dot, 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 question mark. I don't know what that means. I might vote for that mother blanker. Oh, yeah, I'll break your hearts. Let me tell you something. Things don't get straightened out 
in this blanking world ASAP. And I know smoking Joe Biden ain't said the right things about Israel, but when I'm seeing mother blankers in New York City rip down UN flags, rip down Israeli flags, rip down American flags on Veterans Day, when the economy is the way the economy is, and I know Smoking Joe has done some things, I know, but I'm telling you right now, go check what it's like to buy a car, buy a house, the money, the blanking chaos in the country, the chaos around the world. He went on to say, go to Breitbart.com. Do I support Breitbart? F no. But they do have some fantastic coverage of me. I've been on the cover of the internet at Breitbart. Uh, The adrenaline people have shown hating all these things, Jewish hating all these things, Israel in the last five plus weeks is frightening, he said. It's discouraging, it's shocking, it's confusing, it's disturbing. He said, if it comes down to pig blank Donald Trump and smoking Joe Biden, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Voting for pig blank Donald Trump is on the table. We need to get this whole blanking situation under control. I think that they're not... uh, how much of an overriding theme this needs to be. Here's the thing. There is a segment of the population in this country that they just hate Trump, right? They hate him. They don't hate him because of the results of his presidency. I think that it's fair to say many people who hate Donald Trump certainly enjoyed the results, but in their minds, you know, with, of course, the help of the media and the Democrats, they, they were able to tell themselves it didn't really have anything to do with Donald Trump. That at every given moment, we were on the brink of disaster, despite the success all over the place. Our economy, foreign policy, peace in the Middle East. And they have in office a guy that they like, think is wonderful, the adult in the room. And they are beginning to recognize that maybe, just maybe, The person in the presidency actually does make a difference at times, and it can be a dramatic difference. Now, this is an interesting psychological fight, I think, to some degree that goes on in the minds of people on the left, because on one hand, they tell you how drastically important it is to get somebody like Donald Trump out, get Joe Biden in. Uh, It's going to be the difference between whether we survive as a country or not, but Once these individuals get into office, they deny that they have any control over what actually happens. So in other words, Donald Trump, worst guy ever. He was going to be the end of the country when he he was going to cause the end of of the nation as we know it. World War III, he gets into office, and then all of the things that happen, well, he's not responsible for that. Oh, no, no, the the fantastic economy that is uh, left over from Obama. Oh, well, this happened. That, they, they, just, they just ignore it. So they tell themselves on one hand that Trump is going to be the most disastrous president ever. But then when non-disastrous things happen, they claim that Trump has no control over that. On the flip side with Biden, Biden is going to save the country from what in their mind was some sort of disaster, even though it wasn't. The adults were back in charge. We were going to be respected again throughout the world. 
And then whenever gas prices go up, whenever inflation goes up, whenever you have the world behaving as bad players do, when there is a vacuum of leadership, it's always, it's not his fault, it's not his fault, it's not his fault. And it is becoming so clear and so obvious. And it is that that these results are are plaguing us as a nation and that they aren't just going away on their own. I believe this is another realization that has taken a period of time to sink in. We become accustomed as a country to things getting bad, but then eventually they get good again. And again, particularly people on the left, and I think a lot of independent voters also, they, they, they oddly enough disconnect the choice for president from these things. And while there are instances that are beyond the control of a president, a president is supposed to step in and try to fix problems when they occur beyond his control. Um, so, you know, there is a degree of that, but they just have this disconnect at times. And I, it appears that it's starting to sink in that Joe Biden, that these are not going to get better under Joe Biden. I think that's where Michael Rappaport is coming from. This recognition that as much as I hate Trump, it is very clear that there are problems that continue to get worse. And we as a nation, because relatively speaking to the rest of the world, even when things were bad, they were still better than other countries. There was a luxury people felt that they could choose a president based off who they quote liked, personality-wise. And I believe decisions like this, now what he would actually do in the voting booth, I don't know. But Michael Rappaport is the recognition that maybe we no longer have that luxury. Now, I've been arguing that for a very long time. We don't really have that luxury. When people point out that Trump is flawed here, he name calls there. Would it would it be nice if we uh, lived in such prosperous times that the choices when it comes to the results ultimately would be within the ballpark of one another uh, and personality was really the the big concern we had or that we had that luxury we don't have that luxury we do not have that luxury and here's the thing you don't have to like trump to vote for him don't vote for personality vote for your children's future I've equated Trump to two different, uh, numerous occasions, and I know many of you are familiar with this <clears throat> comparison. One of the two television characters or movie characters, movie television characters that I've compared Donald Trump to is House. Hugh Laurie playing the lead role, and for those that weren't familiar with the show House, he was this uh, doctor that did not have a bedside manner in any way, shape, or form was quite offensive. He didn't care what people thought. He would say horrifically, politically incorrect things, but he was obsessed with being successful. 
And the constant contradictions in the show was the fact that he he caused complete headaches for the head of the hospital. Other doctors would at times threaten to, to quit or, you know, you fire him or I'm going. And it, it was it was a constant conflict because he produced results. The complaints from patients that the hospital would receive were patients that weren't in a life or death situation. Couldn't believe how rude he was. But then somebody would come show up at the hospital with some sort of fatal disease that other doctors had said there's no cure for, there's nothing we could do, and they would seek out house because they heard he was the miracle worker. He was the guy, despite his bedside manner, despite the fact that nobody could get along with him, or more importantly, he couldn't get along with anyone else, he, he produced results. And when you were facing life or death, the characters, and this translates to real life, did not necessarily feel they had the luxury to pick a doctor based off bedside manners. Every so often there would be a storyline in which you would have other staffers in the hospital go to the uh, the gal who ran the hospital. I forget the character's name. It's been so long since I've watched the show, but I remember these themes. They would say, how can you keep him on? How, how on earth? Look at the, the, the disrespect. He's, he's proving he doesn't respect you, and ultimately the answer would come down to because he's good at what he does. He gets results. He saves lives. Yes, we have lawsuits because he hurt people's feelings. Yes, we've lost doctors or nurses because of the, his bedside manner. But ultimately, in the end, he's very, very, very good, and he cares about one thing, and that's the patient. We, we aren't the patient that has strep throat and have the luxury as an American people to demand we have a doctor with good bedside manner. We are the patient that has that fatal disease in which every doctor that you go to pretty much gives you the same answer, which has been proven not to help. And at this point, we don't care about bedside. We shouldn't care about bedside manner. We're looking for the best. We're looking for somebody that provided actual results, that has a history of providing results. There's a piece in The Federalist talking about the problem that Democrats have is not just, you know, you know, Biden as an individual, but he's upside down on all the issues. But also, this is the first time that as Americans, we are choosing between two individuals that both have track records as a former president or as a current or former president. This is not something that we've dealt with before. Anytime there's been an incumbent running, the person running against the incumbent is not someone who held the office in our lifetimes. And that, as Americans are beginning to recognize that we have some real problems here, and these problems, whether they want to attribute them to the current president, they're recognizing that this administration certainly isn't making things better. That there is the the alternative at this point, 
presuming Trump gets a nomination and they don't throw him in prison, and even then maybe, there is a real compare and contrast. The Democrats know it, which is why the Democrats try and pretend Trump's never been president by saying things like, well, if he's elected president, he's going to do this and that. All of these horrifically frightening things that they claimed he would do the first time, and he didn't actually do them. This is a unique point in history for us when it comes to that choice. Two people with track records in the White House. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. be fair, there are still people who give great praise to Biden. Last week, in fact, we played, just to be even-handed, we played some audio of Trump arriving at a UFC or MMA fight, and, um, and you know, the crowd just cheering wildly for him. And so we found, uh, during the same week, an event of people gathered together chanting Biden's name. Now, they were illegals that were making their way up through Uh, Mexico in a caravan that were chanting Biden, Biden. But nonetheless, it was still a group, a crowd of people that were greatly supportive of his. And there are some others out there as well that find great reason to praise Biden. Mexico's president praising extraordinary Biden for humane catch and release policy into the United States. Well, isn't that nice? Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador called President Joe Biden an extraordinary president Friday, praising the release of illegals into the United States during a meeting between Biden and the president at the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation Conference in San Francisco, California. The Mexican president called Biden a good man who has been an extraordinary president for the new for the U.S., according to the AP. Among the issues Biden and the president of Mexico discussed was illegal immigration. Obrador heaped praise on Biden for the administration's catch-and-release network that releases tens of thousands of illegal aliens into American communities on a regular basis. According to the president of Mexico, the policy is a humane way to address the migration phenomenon. And so, again, I highlight the fact that there are People, institutions, organizations, and group that have benefited, they have benefited under Biden. Human traffickers. I mean, is anyone going to deny that? Is, is anyone going to deny that human traffickers have experienced a massive, massive boom under the Biden administration? Drug traffickers. I mean, this is why you've got the president of Mexico praising. Now, the, the, the part of the reason for the praise here, the reason that it's a benefit, most of these people he's talking about, uh, Obrador, are not people from Mexico. See, the, the way that this is supposed to work, the way that the law is laid out, if you truly, genuinely are a refugee in danger in your country, what is, what, what's the most important thing? It's to get out, right? If your house is on fire, what, what does everybody have? It's an exit plan. You just want to get out. That, that's step one. When you are in a burning home, 
your first step is not to figure out, you know, f- find the insurance papers, uh, run around the house while it's burning around you, uh, trying to contact your insurance partner. No, it's get out, get out of the immediate danger area. And so the policy has always been you just get out of your troubled country. And then if you want to apply for asylum in the United States, you apply from whichever country that you got once you got across whatever that country is. And for Mexico, it's Mexico for a lot of the a lot of those individuals. They are coming up across the southern border. Mexico does not want them. This is one of the big policy differences between Trump and Biden. And between Obama and Trump, Trump said, stop. Here's what the law says. If you want to apply for asylum, you can apply for asylum, but you, you don't skip other safe haven countries to come here to the United States. Mexico in the beginning, not too keen on that until Trump threatened them. Saying, okay, fine. Well, you know about these uh, companies that are going to come down there and provide jobs. Uh, that ain't going to happen. Within 24 hours, within 24 hours, the president of Mexico called the White House and said, what do you want us to do? And then they started patrolling their own border. This is one of the biggest moments of success for our border policy. Of course, Biden, when he gets into office, he changes all that. So, of course, Mexico loves this new policy because then they don't have to deal with illegals from countries south of their border. They can just keep them coming. Keep on going. Don't look around. Don't need any gawkers. Just ride that train all the way up into the United States of America. So there are some that are quite fond of the policies of the Biden administration. It's fortunate, unfortunately, rather, generally not people that are Americans. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. There's so many ways to love you. Maybe I can break you down. Do you know there were elections in Louisiana over the weekend? Yes, there were. And the Trump-backed Republicans swept the statewide elections. This is probably why you're not hearing so much about it, see. Because everything Trump touches, everyone Trump endorses, is supposed to crash and burn. That's not what happened over the weekend. That in the next hour, I'm Nick Reed.